Have you ever been at the office and thought to yourself, today would be way better if I had the shakes? So if you're looking for a pulmonary embolism, look no further than a wonderful dehydrating glass of Jolt Cola. Jolt Cola. It's all the sugar, twice the caffeine. Now available in new flavors, Citrus Climax, Diabetic Double Cherry, and ICU Purple Punch. Get yours today. Headline Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time. So we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood history. My name is Corey. And my name is Jeff. How are you doing on today's episode, Jeff? I'm doing fantastic, Corey, today. We are, uh, we're doing a little late night recording. <laughs> yes. Now, Corey, the Oscars just happened, but we're going to tell all the switches out there that because the slap heard around the world uh, has been talked about on every social media outlet, news outlet, and pretty much everywhere... We are going to not really talk about it today, except for our Al's Useless Hollywood Facts that's going to come up a little later. But for right now, we're going to jump right into our topic. And our topic tonight is going to be talking about children's movies that are super nostalgic for us. But when we look back on those nostalgic movies as adults, they often have some ah, adult themes or inappropriate themes that we never noticed. Essentially, yeah. like there, There's a lot of themes that pop up in children's literature, children's movies, and the like that... Maybe uh, come with a bit of explanation on, on the outside of <laughs> watching yeah. them or, or viewing them. As Corey and I were doing our pre-podcast meeting, we were discussing this. We were discussing the, the inappropriateness of these old nursery rhymes. And we thought to ourselves, do you think that there's any out there now that are inappropriate? That we live with now, we don't even think about it. Are there any cartoons or yeah, there's a ton kids' movies? Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, there's a ton. I think I, we can find some. What are some other movies that have turned us red, quote-unquote? So, here's the thing. There are, there are just, like, sprinkles of inappropriate themes and, like, dark, dark themes uh, in, in, like, children's movies, straight-up children's movies. And, you know, like, there are a bunch of blog posts out there that talk about uh, movies that are rated a little, a little higher that have inappropriate things. So this, isn't not, this is not going to be like, oh, Ghostbusters, Ray gets a blowjob from, from a ghost. This PG movie is also in a time where, like, PG-13 was not quite a rating yeah, you know, like we and also, quite I mean, PG so. thirteen and PG back in the eighties was very loosey goosey with the rating system. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's like tons of cursing uh, in like the Goonies. I think I think PG Die Hard and... was G. <laughs> um, yeah. Termina- yeah, yeah, so, yeah Terminator was a PG thirteen. Yeah, PG thirteen is fine. You know, it's, it's robot violence. It's not real violence. Exactly. You know, yeah. <clears throat> no, but there's um, we're talking like G rated movies. Movies that, that are very much intended for all audiences, younger children included. Corey, what's an example of the movies we're talking about right now? Let's throw uh, out one. Um, all right, so let's 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 go Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Alice in Wonderland. Essentially, Alice is encouraged to do everything we tell children not to do. Exactly. She drinks the mystery liquid. She eats wait, the wait, mystery. Wait, wait, wait. First, <laughs> she leaves her caregiver. Her sister. Yeah, she wanders. She wanders off and falls down a hole. Yeah. Yeah, she just goes right into no man's land. <laughs> yeah. 
And then she sees all these goodies with tags on them, and she just eats them. A piece of cake? Something it's a piece like of cake, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a piece of cake. That says, eat me. Just yeah, eat me. And what does she do? She eats it. Exactly. Don't do that. Who wants their child out there to eat a piece of random cake sitting there that says, eat me? You don't know where that's, you don't know where that's been. You know what's in it. You don't know what's in it. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's it goes right against it. She also just like has a bunch of drugs and <laughs> and drink with complete strangers. Exactly. She meets a cat, or is it a Cheshire cat? Cheshire, Cheshire cat. cat. No, 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 yeah. no. Sorry. She meets the, a caterpillar uh, who's just smoking, smoking away. It, she she basically goes to the white van <laughs> and takes the candy from the strange man. Yeah. That entire movie. Then she ends up going to a party with people who you obviously know are on cocaine. There's yeah, no other reason why those two snowed out of their mind. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> then there's the beheadings and you know like all of all of the the other stuff. That movie is crazy. You have to like then tell your kids like, "Okay, so everything that happened in that movie don't do." Because mommy and daddy don't want you to just wander off by yourself. Yeah, you, you, you don't eat. You don't rabbit. eat things you, from people you don't know. You don't drink things from people, yeah. people you don't know. If you see people celebrating a birthday that's not on that day and they're coked out of their mind, you walk away. Yeah, that's you don't not, celebrate the birthday with. That's them. not going to end well. Yeah, it's not going to end well. They're going to end up on a reality show. <laughs> yeah. Alice in Wonderland, bad for kids. Corey, you and I are basically like helping parents out right now. We're giving parenting advice. Yeah, and you know what? Inappropriate what movies is very, should they it's watch? It's very subjective. You know, and I I know that a lot of these these production companies they like to throw in adult uh, jokes to like make us feel like we aren't sitting through some mindless dribble <laughs> in the movies. And like, yeah, we get it. And a lot of those jokes are gonna go right over the heads of the kids. But when you build it into the theme, <laughs> it it can be problematic. And like I said, inappropriateness is subjective. And so we're just gonna we're just gonna point out some things. And you know, whatever. Honestly, everything that we're going to talk about today, my kids have seen all of these movies. <laughs> and, Mine have not. That's where Corey and I did. You know, like, I, I, yeah, it's fine-ish. We'll find out later, I guess, <laughs> how how that strategy plans out. <laughs> but speaking of, like, uh, you know, pseudo-celebrity um, Instagram influencer types, right? That the Mad Hatter and his coked out friends eventually turn out to be, apparently. There's another movie that one of the main core moments in this movie is essentially somebody wishing to become a fake influencer. And that's Aladdin, Jeff. Aladdin, huh? Yeah. His wish is to become someone who appears to be wealthy and of status so that he can get the girl. He wants the appearance of... Wealth and material objects and clout without actually having to do anything. And that is TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's right. I mean, come on. It's it's not a good message. It does feel a little shallow. I mean, and I, I guess like the moral of the story is that like that doesn't end up being good for him. You know. So, like, there is redeeming qualities to some of these things. But, like, you sit through the majority of that movie. And I love this movie as a kid. Um, but, yeah, that, that it really just perpetuates, uh, like, no, no, all you need to uh, be successful and influence uh, other people is the appearance of clout. The appearance of being wealthy. And I think that sends a, kind of a bad message. He eventually does that, and he gets the girl 
And then he gets all of the clout and the money and the <laughs> anyway because she's you know going to rule a the princess kingdom. because you have to wonder would she would he want her if she wasn't a princess? That's the other side of it, right? Like if she well, it's, but he found her as a street rat, right? Like she was, she, he thought she was. You think he among knew she the, was the common on, people? You think she was a commoner? She he knew she wasn't a commoner. I mean, he knew she wasn't a commoner, uh, especially in the live action adaptation. Like very clearly, she has jewelry that is of a different status than he is for sure and especially because he's like the lowest of the low status class um in those movies he everybody is above him he's looking to step up if you're showing your your kids this this movie you're showing your kids a movie of about a thief who makes his money as a thief yeah and running through the streets the opening scene of this movie is him stealing food and using his monkey to steal food. Yeah. And the excuse is that it's okay because he doesn't have any money. Yeah, he's got to eat. He's got to eat, so he's okay to steal food. And it's like, oh, but he's Aladdin, and he's okay because he's stealing stealing stuff. Yeah. And then he goes to his place where he's a squatter. That's true. <laughs> he is a criminal. He is a criminal. Straight up criminal. That then cons his way into the palace. Yes. Again, it goes against everything we teach kids. Don't steal. Don't lie. Don't manipulate people. Yeah, but it's still Aladdin. We still both fucking love this movie. Aladdin, sort of bad for children. All right, so the next one on here is from the author, Roald Dahl. Nope. Yes. Who? What? Which movie? Movie that, of the book, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yes. Which was made into the Ro- movie. Roald Dahl? Roald Dahl? Roald Dahl? Roald Dahl. I don't know. When you put Roald your name as Roald it's rolled kind of a, it's very difficult or rolled, rolled. It doesn't rolled off the tongue as well as it could. Off the tongue. No, it doesn't, it doesn't rolled off the tongue. To me, I think that uh, this is one of the most problematic movies to watch for children to watch. You're talking Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Willy Wonka well, the Chocolate Factory. Factory. Either, but no, no, no. I think the Willy Wonka the Chocolate Factory. I don't think the newest version is even a children's movie. It's, it's Johnny Depp is really dark. Weird. It's weird and dark. It's weird. But. I think that the original one, the Willy Wonka one, was made to be kind of a children's movie. It's, I mean, it's rated G. It's yeah, for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. They kill kids in this movie, Corey. They do. I preface this. I love every single one of these movies. <laughs> I watched these movies as a kid. I still love them because I watched them as a kid. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is dark. Not only is there dead children in this movie, Jeff, but it's like gruesome torture of children. <laughs> Before um, they die. One so kid I'm, gets sucked up into a tube and is just there to suffocate and die in a tube that's filling with chocolate like liquid. And honestly, that river, <clears throat> for it to be flowing chocolate, has to be boiling hot. <laughs> I never even thought about that. Think about yeah. that. It's not just chocolate milk. It's the river of like chocolate that he's going to use to make the chocolate bars. That shit would be lava. Yeah. So that kid is not only getting burned alive, he's then in a tube suffocating till he dies. Yeah. So, and one thing that people don't ever realize about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is that every time he moves onto a new stage, he's got a new, he's got a new vehicle. Yeah. And every vehicle has the exact number of people that are supposed to be in the vehicle. Yeah. And which means yeah. they he's expected one kid to die in every single time. Systematically eliminating these kids. Yes. The the boat, the creepy boat, yeah, yeah. with all the really creepy pictures of like bugs on people's faces yeah, and I stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's that's disturbing in and of itself. Yeah. So that boat had exactly the number of people that were supposed to be in it. Yeah. So if Gustav hadn't fallen in the water, yeah. Where would he, he sit? What were they going to do? Just bump him off? Where would his parents sit? 
Exactly. Yeah. They would have just been like, well, you didn't pass the first room. Gustav and Mrs. Gustav? Where are they yeah. going to go? Yeah. Nowhere, because their kid had to die. Veruca Salt, like, inst- goes into the furnace. Yes. She goes where the bad eggs go. To exactly. be destroyed <laughs> by fire. <laughs> and then where's dad go? Into the freaking furnace. Yeah, to claim her ashes. <laughs> no. Oh, he jumps in after her. Yes. That's right. Yes. He also dies. It's dark. It's dark film. Not to mention, so the premeditation that you mentioned with the seats in the vehicles, consider this as well, that every time a kid dies, those Oompa Loompas, they come out and they sing a song, unless they're really good at, at uh, improv, they've got a pre-written song for every child's death. Yeah, and also like the, the car that turns into bubbles, uh-huh. there's only two seats, on, or sorry, there's four seats on the car, yeah. two kids, two parents. Four that, seats in the car. That movie is about a serial child murderer. That is. Yeah. And then dark. when they get to the end, he screws with him and mm-hmm. puts, and then ends up putting him to a glass elevator that goes through a glass ceiling. What were the chances that thing was going to go through and survive? Where do they land, Jeff? <laughs> that is a murder-suicide at the very end. And at the end, have you never noticed that they're just floating in the clouds? That's, yeah. that's a symbol of, hey, they're dead we died. now. <laughs> they died. They are now ascending. As spirits, yeah, <laughs> real, real dark, dark movie Oof. about about child murder. Yeah, but put no, it on your it's kids, kids yeah. movie. Yeah, put G. it on your put it on your. Uh, he does a cool little somersault. And inappropriate for kids list. The snozberries taste like snozberries. It's cute. No, it's fucking dark child murder movie. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, bad for kids. Yes, none more so than Bambi. Uh, that's the one I knew you were going to go to because yeah. Bambi is the one that, for older generations, Bambi is the one that really hit home. Yeah. Yeah, Bambi. It was a motherfucker. <laughs> that death scene is a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Bambi movie. I got to cut that. Bambi's motherfucker. <laughs> I got to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Yeah, Bambi's mom's death is. Like it, it, devastating in that movie, it is, and I mean dramatically works, right? It it absolutely works. Uh, from a storytelling point, but like in a children's movie, especially like that movie opens up with like the glory of nature and like the birth of a fawn. But why in every and, like, in every Disney movie, Mama's dead? Okay, so there's a little bit of history to that, like actual history to that. No, I know because he had like a problem with his mom or something. No, no, no. So. He bought his parents a house after he, he got his first bit of bit of wealth. Walt Disney. Walt Disney did. And there was a furnace in the house that got backed up, and his mom died of... This is not funny, actually. Yeah, I was like, why are you laughing? <laughs> there was a furnace that got backed up, and his mom died of carbon monoxide poisoning. And so the guilt of that, Disney sort of like reconciled in a lot of his movies, so there's a lot of dead mothers, and children sort of There's dead mothers, and you realize... In- Every single one, I think, other than Peter Pan, is a de- because. Well, a lot of those lost boys are orphans without mothers. That's why they latch on to Wendy as their mother. I know, but Wendy Wendy does have a mom. Like mom is in that. She does, but I'm saying a lot of those other children are motherless children. Yeah. That look to Wendy to be a surrogate mother for them. Now, the ironic thing about that is that he never made any of those. He never wrote any of those. Stories. No, but it became a, a sort of reoccurring theme. Reoccurring theme because he picked stories yes. where there was dead mothers in them. Yes. 
wicked stepmothers and and this such. You know, there's a, there's a bunch. Yes, there's a, a lot of uh, motherless uh, story arcs going on in in the Disney movies. Uh, Bambi is probably the most devastating, aside from maybe Dumbo. Dumbo and his mom. Uh, his mom getting carried, oh, well, he's carried got, off. Well, or Dumbo's got Dumbo's mom doesn't die. She doesn't die, but like the separation anxiety yeah. of a very very young child yeah. that Dumbo is. Um, but we'll, we'll get into Dumbo a little later. No, we don't need. Oh, to no, get we don't Dumbo. need to get into Dumbo. Dumbo. We already, we already talked about Dumbo. it. Super racist uh, in a lot of its depictions. Plus, a child getting completely blitzed off of alcohol. Yeah, well, that's one thing that I would say about Dumbo, if we're going to move into that, is that just Dumbo has a whole scene. It's not just one. It's not. It has a scene where he gets drunk. He gets plastered. And then, you know, he sees pink elephants. Doom, yeah. Doom, doom, pink elephants. Doom, yeah. Doom. I mean, he is, like, hammered. Yeah. I mean, that's who thought that was an that was an appropriate thing to put into a kid's, kid's movie? Yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, early Disney animators. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know what would be funny is if he gets drunk. I mean, I don't. I don't yeah, get see, it. but I, I, I don't even know if at that time they were making them specifically for children, right? Because there was this whole spect like that. This is where we it gets a little fuzzy on early Disney movies because, yeah, they were animated and they were good enough for like the whole family to go to. But at that time, it was just as innovative that like adults would be just as captivated by the spectacle of a full length yeah, animated. But all movie. around, Dumbo is a. Fucked up movie. Yes, it is yeah. just. I mean, the people that are in the circus are awful people. You know, the, all the people that all the clowns and stuff—they're awful people. If you watch that movie, they yes. are awful people. They make him jump off like these high towers yeah. for no. I mean, they're really awful people. The only reason he flies is because they make him jump off a extremely yes. high tower, and he's scared. And they give him like a little. Or what's it called his his little uh, feather, yeah. His little feather is given to him by his friend, mm. and he jumps off the tower because he's poked. Okay, yeah. like that's the only reason he learns to fly. He could have just died, just yeah. <laughs> just flat elephant in front of the entire circus crowd, and I guess they would have been like, "That's cool." I guess that didn't work. Yeah, I mean that 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 whole movie is awful. It makes you feel. I, I mean, it makes you feel really awful. Agreed, agreed. But back to Bambi, the part of his mom dying is is devastating, and you know, like. We could go on about that a little bit as being whether appropriate or inappropriate to to show that. I mean, I guess in the original storyboards for Bambi, they had a scene where they showed Bambi's mother dead and bloodied from being shot, and they thought maybe that's, that's a not little a good overkill. look. Not a good look for yeah, them. Maybe that's a little overkill. We don't need to show dead mom's corpse in the children's movie. I think that his mom getting murdered is a little dark, <laughs> but. Having to deal with the loss of a loved one is an important theme in general for development. Bambi. Bambi. Scary for kids, but good for development? The Lion King. The Lion King is one of those movies that is, I love if it. you're in a certain generation, oh, it's just in your heart. Yeah. It's got It's got tim rice and elton john writing the music yeah right love that. can you feel the love tonight circle of life yeah. right it is just it's in there for you it's every, in our hearts every 90s child's uh hero fucking nathan lane yes <laughs> it's in our hearts you've got uh what's what's his name the the home improvement kid jtt jtt man he was like the biggest thing forever and then he became a big old dick and went to 
Harvard because no, he, he just he just quit. <laughs> he didn't no, become I think a dick. He, he no, I think like, became eh, a. I don't really want to do it anymore. I remember the interviews with uh, Tim Allen about how he's a giant well, d bag on the show. Turns out Tim Allen huge d bag. So you know. Well, I heard that he wouldn't. I mean, uh, JTT wouldn't even be, wouldn't even go back for the home improvement finale. Yeah, so. it was contentious between those yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway. Everyone's got a little little dirt on their hands on that on that situation, I think. But the Lion King itself turns out after Mufasa's death, Scar eats the eats the lion. <laughs> There's actually they actually drew in Scar eating his brother after he murders him. They allude to it. Yeah, they don't some... allude to it. He's got a lion skull and he's eating the lion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just picks his teeth. He picks his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> In the yeah. scene where Scar is at the first scene with Scar after Mufasa's death, he is eating a lion's skull. Yeah, and then there's uh, the part at the end where Timon and Pumbaa are sort of dancing to try to get away from the hyenas, and they're like, at one point they're like in Mufasa's ribcage. That's true, absolutely I think, true. I think they're they're like in the remains of Mufasa. Absolutely true. <laughs> yeah, that's that's real dark, real subtle, but real dark. I know, and all he did, was, all he wanted to do was he was hungry, and he wanted to eat his brother. Yeah, he was just like, <laughs> I want to eat that dude. <laughs> and then Jeff, when Nala comes to visit him in the Hakuna Matata planes, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> and they play Can You Feel the Love yeah, Tonight? Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Nala totally felt the love that night, Jeff. Are you saying they tried to make a little Mufasa? I'm saying they fucked in those grasses. <laughs> well, we know that for a fact because the ending scene is the new baby is, is Simba's and Nala's kid being lifted up. Yes, yes, yeah. That, yeah. that was we we know that for a fact. Yeah. it's but, the circle of life, Corey. So and we can connect uh, that child to being conceived in those grass because scenes. because that scene happened exactly nine months before. Actually, I don't, I don't know what the term gestation period for <laughs> gestation for, for a lion. Yeah. I have no idea. Could be could be shorter. Al, that's <laughs> ah, not important. Al, don't worry about it. <laughs> But yeah, there, there's definitely some some horny lion action. Like I haven't seen you in a few years. Like let's get our fuck on. Lion King, <laughs> circle of life. Lion King, not safe for kids. It's time for Al's useless Hollywood facts. Hey, switches. Jeff here from Switch the Envelope. Everyone knows that this Oscars was a big old clusterfuck of Will Smith smacking the shit out of Chris Rock. But this was not the only incident over the Academy Awards' 92-year history. However, instead of boring you with a long list of top fives or top tens of our favorites, we're just going to tell you the number one craziest moment in Oscar history. In 1974, at the 46th Academy Awards, David Niven was getting ready to introduce Elizabeth Taylor, when behind him, activist Robert Opel ran across the stage stark naked, flashing the peace sign. Host David Niven looked at the flasher, he looked back at the audience, and he said, It's fascinating to think that probably the only laugh that man will ever get in his life is by stripping off and showing his shortcomings. Following that, Elizabeth Taylor was on stage and said that that was a pretty hard act to follow. And that was Al's useless Hollywood facts. Yeah, yeah that's that definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, <laughs> fucked, they fucked on those grass on the, on the, in the grass. 
Absolutely. 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 She was she was with child when she ran through the desert back to Pride Rock. When she fought those hyenas, she was in yeah. she was with baby. She they had they had uh, consummated their relationship by the time they were fighting Scar and all that. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. All right, a quick throwaway, just an inappropriate uh, adult joke in a in a child's movie. Let's, I'm just going to do a couple here. All right. Inappropriate movies or with inappropriate adult jokes. So these aren't necessarily uh, the full movie is being inappropriate, but there's like some moments where you go, wait, what the fuck just happened? Uh, number one, uh, we're going to hit Shrek and Shrek 2. In the first Shrek, the main bad guy's name is Lord Farquaad, which sounds very similar. It's Farquaad. Farquaad. Sounds very similar to Lord Fuckwad. And that's funny. <laughs> but like... Kids on the playground yelling, fuck wide, fuck wide. Like, you're going to get some calls home. I, I, I'm just saying. The What's the, the cookie? Oh, yes. He yells, eat me. Yeah, he does yeah. yell, eat me. He also gets tortured. He, like, waterboards him with milk, and he pulls off a leg, and he, like, maims him by taking off his gumdrops and stuff. Like, that's dark. Yeah. This is medieval torture on, an, on Gingerbread Man. Yeah. But because they added the joke of, like, do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? Like, ha, 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 we're just going to laugh our way through the fact that you're severing this dude's leg. Sentient characters, just saying. It's it's dark. It was funny, though. It is funny. It was very funny. Well, like I said, I love these movies. Uh, and all of my, my kids have seen all of these movies. <laughs> yeah, disclaimer, we watch these movies all the time, yeah. and we don't think you shouldn't watch the movies. Yeah. We're just saying, you know. It's, it's a little, like, uh, maybe that was a little fucked up. <laughs> In Shrek 2... Puss in Boots, great character, fun character. Antonio Banderas, you know, he's he's a swashbuckling Antonio little Antonio Banderas. Kitty. Yeah. He gets uh, stopped and frisked in this movie uh, and shook down by, like, royal guards or something like that uh, for having a possession of catnip. Very much a, like a drug shakedown in the middle of a kid's movie. <laughs> it's just like, wait a minute, what what just happened? <laughs> Like, ah, my eight-year-old won't know. It's fine. I don't understand what, what that's all about. But yeah, it's it's a little bit like, wait, what? What just, what just happened? And then in Ice Age 3, The Dawn of the Dinosaurs. I think that's the name of the movie. Ice Age 3? Sure, why not? Ice Age, huge movie. Ice Age 2, we're getting a little home video. Now we're at the point, like, eight Ice Age movies. In, like I, We just watched the most recent Ice Age movie. Uh, and it, they like re- replace the entire cast, except for Simon Pegg for some reason. I'm not sure why he. Because Simon Pegg can do no wrong. I love Simon Pegg. He's the only like known name in this movie. Uh, everybody else, the Ray Romano, the Dennis Leary, the John Leguizamo characters, is all recast by just yeah. Other Ray, Rosa- Ray Romano uh, should never be in anything. I just I I cannot stand Ray Romano. You don't like Ray Romano's I voice. I think his voice is so annoying. <laughs> it's like nails on chalkboard to me. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Fine enough. Well, there's in the in the newest version, there's somebody else doing a Ray Romano impression. <laughs> Is there? Yeah. Oh god, like, then Absolutely. it's gonna be just as bad. But anyway, in the third <clears throat> installment, Dawn of the Dinosaurs, which <sighs> inappropriate for the terrible connection to mammals existing at the same time as dinosaurs existing, but for another time. <laughs> The historical inaccuracies in movies we'll get to at a later date. That'll be next week on historical inaccuracies in movies. (laughs) But in in the third one, Sid, John Linguizamo's character, apparently gives an unsolicited handjob to a ram. Okay. Yeah. Goes up to a horned animal 
goes up underneath its uh, genital region. <laughs> that ram gets very shocked, and Sid goes, I thought you were a female. Interesting. Alluding to the fact that he was trying to milk a uh, male animal. Now, it's a funny joke in City Slickers as well. Uh, when he says, you know, City Slickers 2, I should say, when he's like, you know. We have that, a bull. Yeah. Not a, not a we cow. We don't have a cow. Yeah. We have a bull. We have a bull. Uh, alluding Norman. to the fact that, you know, uh, somebody tried to give a hand job to a cow. It's the same joke in this children's movie, uh, except that. John Lovitz giving it in that movie is a lot better. Well, but that movie is for adults. Yeah, exactly. Right. In this movie, we're in a world in which all of the animated animals are sentient. So he sexually assaults (laughs) this animal (laughs) who, in theory, according to the universe that they've created, also has a voice and can talk and isn't isn't like uh, an animal to be milked by another animal in general. Even if it was female. It's this weird, like, unsolicited touch thing that goes on for a dick joke in the middle of a kid's movie that just feels like, what the fuck? That just happened? Yeah, sometimes things happen that you just go, really? Did that happen? Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of that. So anyway, those are some some quick, quick like, they did it for the adults in, in the room, but it's really inappropriate. Okay, so our final number one movie, inappropriate movie that kids should never see until they're old enough. Or let them watch it and then have to explain some shit. Like, yeah. It, it, now we before we say our number one movie, we have to disclaimer: we love all these movies. We do we are not telling you not to watch these movies? No, we're not some pundits on some news channel telling you guys that these movies are going to ruin the fabric of ta- of 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 American life because we think they're great, funny, and love them. We just love movies. We're just telling you that. <laughs> they're just fucking inappropriate and there's, weird. There's some shit that's a little weird in some of these movies. <laughs> yeah, and we've always we've all watched them with our kids and gone, huh? Yeah, wait, <laughs> wait, what? Especially uh, as an adult, sometimes watching the, these movies that you watched as a kid, and you were like, yeah, the fuck, <laughs> exactly. So number one on our list is the is not really does not typically fall into our category. That's why we saved it till the end because this movie is rated PG, but we have to mention it. Home Alone. Oh. Home Alone is the quintessential Christmas movie that people watch with their kids. And kids, people watch it and think, oh, this is the fun Christmas movie about a kid who gets left behind. Uh, it's Home Alone. It's a Home Alone movie. It's Christmas. It's fun Christmas. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> this movie <clears throat> puts a concept in kids' heads that is awful. Yes. Well, we, we've talked about this on, on a previous episode, too, where, like, bad lessons we learned in movies is that if faced with, if you're a child and you're faced uh, at home with home invaders potentially coming in, don't call 911. Don't alert the authorities. Uh, create elaborate uh, traps to uh, maim and or injure these on that, people. We talked about that on that, but we're talking about, it like, how why, it's the, why this is inappropriate to watch with your children. Um We'll go over some of those things that are why it is. So, number one, the reason why it's inappropriate is um, your children learn. Do you think it would be important? Do you think it would be appropriate for your children to set up elaborate traps around the house? No. No. Do you think it would be appropriate for your children to be locked in the attic? (laughs) Yeah. No. (laughs) By the parents. Do you think it would be appropriate for the kids to, when they are left at home, to not do something like call? A neighbor, something that when they see somebody at the kid was out in the middle of a of a 
of a very busy central square where he stole a f- toothbrush. He saw a police officer. Don't you think that would be a time when he could actually go to one of them and go, hey, I'm home alone. Maybe you guys could help me. Yeah. Hey, my parents accidentally left me behind, and I think that there's some strange men that are trying to break into our house. Yes. Could you help me contact my parents? He They're has France. multiple contact with his neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> his neighbor doesn't think anything of him oh, living by himself. Oh, oh, the people in this town were none of the neighbors paying attention. Yeah. It's just he's just alone. This, they saw them leave for like the entire family getting some some vans and then no, Kevin's still here. Wait, why is Kevin still here? Nobody decides to walk over to the McAllister household. Knock she on said, the door and be she like, said hey. we called everybody in the neighborhood. They just forgot the guy that lives right across the street. Yeah. <laughs> Who right, happens right. to be home the whole time. Literally next door to, yeah. to them. He yeah. watches them outside of the window. Exactly. Next door. Yeah. And then he has made this relationship with, him the whole, relationship with them the whole time. And Kevin doesn't think to himself, I'm going to go over to this guy's house and be safe. Yeah. He's, he's someone who's in my neighborhood that everybody knows. I'm going to be safe and be with and be there while these people are trying to rob my house. Now, there is a bit of, uh, he's a scary stranger, don't talk to strangers, I guess. You would think that, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. Like they're, they're going, it's so problematic, Jeff. This whole movie is problematic to show to kids. The whole movie is problematic in general, but I love now, it. Now, first of all, this movie, I love this movie. I love it. Now, now first of all. <laughs> we watch it every Christmas. <laughs> Corey, as an aside, would this movie hold up to today? I mean, I'd still watch it today. So no, would it? Does it hold up? Could you make this movie the oh, first no. one? I think the first one today. I think the technological. I, I think this is why subsequent Home Alone movies seem so ridiculous and buffoony, right? Is because with in the context of the modern day now, there are so many ways in which we could then contact Kevin. Exactly. You could contact him through through FaceTime, kind of through yeah. Zoom. You, talk, you kind could of, kind of, call your, your Alexa device. Yeah. Even if he had a horrible storm and all the Wi-Fi went down, yeah. right? You could still have him walk to a Starbucks. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He could go to any neighbor and just be like, hey, can I borrow your phone? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way that he would not be able to get a hold of somebody unless they had a horrible blizzard that blizzarded them, blizzarded them in. And in that case, nobody's robbing his house. It's true, because nobody could get to his house in the first place. Yeah, and yeah. he's just staying in. And also, they'd be grounded. They wouldn't be able to fly out. It's true. So, yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't think that you could make... I mean, they, they try, they've they tried. And uh, those movies are not great. Yeah. Cause and then, it, it just, the it, sequel... They seem dumb in premise. The sequel, him going into New York by himself and just... I mean, these are a nightmare for parents. I mean, <laughs> by the time you get to the second one... You've completely abandoned all like, well, yeah, they're terrible parents, and like, eh, he's a whip smart kid, and like, you're just along for the ride. By the time he's in New York, <laughs> you're like, let mayhem ensue because I don't care about the <laughs> the ramifications of a, an eight year old child alone in New York City, <laughs> let alone going to a derelict building, exactly, and throwing bricks onto you know the street below, and yeah. how physics would dictate the fact that those guys would be dead. They would die. Yeah. There's a there's a YouTube uh, video that they tested with like ballistics dummies. I wish I could name drop this uh, the YouTuber that did it, but they I mean you just Google it. You, I'm sure you can find it. But they 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 did ballistic dummies with like uh, skeletons and then ballistic gel on the outside, and then tested the lethal impacts of some of these things and how fucked up 
Marv and Harry would really be, and they would have died or been severely concussed and not been able to continue on by the time they got up the stairs. In first one or second one? First one. Like they wouldn't have gotten up the stairs. Yeah. They would have just they would have been dead. Yeah. Marv would have died in the basement when that iron fell on his head from two stories up. Like just complete skull fracture and bleed out. Uh uh Harry would have gone into severe shock from being a blowtorched yeah. to third degree that he he wouldn't have been able to just move on. Yeah. <laughs> You know, tons of broken bones. The worst one is the crowbar to his sternum when he Yeah, tries, he would have broken his fucking he would have ribs. Collapsed lungs. He would have broken several ribs, cracked his sternum, uh, and then uh, Harry would have died. Yeah. He just would have died on, on that floor. And then how does then what does Kevin do? Now he's got a dead dude in, <laughs> in the uh the the loft uh walkway of, of his house. How do you deal with the dead body, Kevin? <laughs> Far more inappropriate for a children's movie, but I think more interesting for a movie. <laughs> how does how does Kevin now deal with the dead bodies of these guys that came into his house? Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, <clears throat> I think we're gonna wrap it up here on switch the envelope. Yeah, there's there's plenty more too. If you want to continue the conversation, let us know some. Truly inappropriate things that are in kids' movies, even though you love them. Uh, hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. Instagram, we're at Switch the Envelope or Twitter at Switch the Envelope. And we're talking about keeping it fun. We're talking about the movies that are just just inappropriate because the, the creators just didn't realize what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. We're not talking about the uh, inappropriateness that are in there because of the wrong era of stereotyping, which sure. really does need, is really a serious issue that needs to be talked about. We're just talking about the. <laughs> the, the creators that just made some bad choices in their storytelling. Yeah, you know, it, it, it sends uh, sends a bit of the wrong message, or at least brings up some question. Like your kid is going to might maybe turn to you in the middle of this and be like, "What's at this?" Like you watching Hocus Pocus, Jeff? Yeah, watching Hocus Pocus. And in the beginning of the movie, fifteen minutes into it, what's a virgin? <laughs> like, oh, okay. Uh, hmm. I forgot that that was a part of this movie. Yep. So now we have to have this conversation. Pause. Uh, do you really want to know? <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Of course, you can always go to switchtheenvelope.com for all your Switch the Envelope needs. Other than that, <laughs> see you later, Switches. Switch the Envelope is produced by Jeff and Corey. Switch the Envelope is taped in front of a live studio audience. Switch the Envelope. <laughs> Switch the Envelope is, is. Switch the Envelope is mixed at Studio 85 by Jeff. <laughs> Switch the Envelope is made possible by viewers like you. <laughs>